Hello and welcome. My name's Pete Rushmer and I'm your host today of a Half Dozen Things podcast. A Half Dozen Things is a podcast for business owners and professionals just like you. Whether you're an underdog hungry for success or you're already smashing it but want to continue to level up, we are here each week for you to get insight and learning from the very best in the business. No fluff, no BS and no self-proclaimed gurus talking about how easy business or life is. Just real, raw and frank conversations. My curiosity and impatience in seeking success has encouraged me to create a Half Dozen Things podcast. I designed it to bring you simplicity and discovery back to the forefront of your lives. We're all such busy people, it's easy to overlook the simple things we could be doing to achieve wealth, success and happiness. If you love today's podcast, please do share it, subscribe and let all your friends know how great the podcast is. Thank you. Hi, I'm buzzing to be joined today by Donna Young from Locks and Shades Hairdressers. They're your friendly, local and welcoming hair salon in Yaxley, Peterborough. Set up by Donna in 2015, they're an independent hair salon trusted by many locally who are looking for a salon where they can get their hair done to an amazing standard without feeling intimidated or nervous. Donna created Locks and Shades as a welcoming and non-intimidating hair salon where men, women and children could feel comfortable booking a hair appointment. Now I know what you're all thinking, Pete, you don't need your hair cut. And I know this, right? But Donna's won loads of awards in business and she's been an absolute standout and she was a brilliant guest to speak to. So I really hope you enjoy today's interview and please give us some feedback, drop us a message. Catch you soon. So red light is going, Donna. Welcome to A Half Dozen Things. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. Fantastic. I'm really pleased to have you here today and taking a bit of time out of your busy schedule. Um, obviously, as I've just introduced you to our listeners, you run Locks and Shades Hairdressers, which is based in Yaxley and Peterborough. And um, we obviously are just on top of reopening. How exciting is that? Yep. Um, so we're reopening on Saturday. So um, I'm in the salon today, starting to make plans for that. Well, I've made lots of plans, but continuing my plans for reopening. So exciting times. Amazing stuff. And I suppose you've been quite busy with phone calls from people who are desperate to have their hair cut. Absolutely. Like we've had so many, um, yeah, so many phone calls. It's taking us so much longer than we thought. I kind of thought one day we'll have rang everyone, sorted out our waiting lists. But actually, like we're on day four now. And uh, yeah, we're, we're not really moving anywhere fast. So that's great because it means we've got loads of business and it's brilliant. But yeah, this admin is, is taking a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I bet. And like, the thing is, is it's something that I probably struggle to, to understand really, but considering looking at the state of my hair, <laughs> <laughs> it's not, not, too much of, not too much of a worry for me. But I still, I'm always quite impressed with how straight I managed to get my beard anyway. But Good, you, yeah. Do you do uh, do you do men's hair as well as women's hair? We do do men's hair. We don't really advertise it because we've got a barber shop next to us, and um, we have a good relationship with them. So we, yeah, we kind of we do it, but we don't advertise that we do really. 
I got you. Yeah, no worries at all. Apologies if you heard Bella then, by the way. Like Bella's literally, she sat she sat there like right by here and she's like oh, a little hi. guard dog, right? Oh, she's okay. uh, she's quite scary. Um, just, <laughs> let me just grab her one sec. All right, yeah, no problem. For, oh. the, for the benefit of the listeners, Bella is on the camera. You'll see her on the YouTube. <laughs> but when you hear her bark today, because you will, you'll see that she is one scary looking dog, right? <laughs> Very big and scary. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, back to professional stuff. Anyway, so you've been running Locks and Shades for how long now, Donna? Uh, so Locks and Shades has actually been running for five years, but it's been in a salon for three years. So I started it at home. I was working from home in my second bedroom. Nice. And um, yeah, it was just me by myself and everything got really, really busy and hectic and I, I grew quite rapidly. Um, so I decided to go into a salon. And so we've been in our salon home in Yaxley for three years now. Amazing stuff. And how, how big is your team? How many people you've got working with you now? Um, so we've got 13 team members now. Um, so we've gone from a one chair salon in my second bedroom in my terraced house, in my tiny house, um, to a 10 seat salon in three years. It's absolutely brilliant. What 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 an amazing story. Absolutely fantastic. And I'm really looking forward to hearing about your half dozen things as well. So for the benefit of the listeners, uh, Donna's half dozen things are passion, having a growth mindset, the branding and the visual culture as well, uh, good team and support network, education and values, keeping growing and developing, which is actually she certainly lives what she speaks from that point of view because she recently invested in training with us at flagship as well which is how we've got to know each other too and then finally hard work ethic as well which um again is going to be so valuable particularly in trying to uh trying to achieve the growth that you've managed over the past two or three years is just astonishing really so we'll just kick that off now then with with passion so you're clearly very passionate are you able to just explain that a little bit more and why you feel it's so important for business owners yeah, so I mean, taking it back to the very beginning, I am a hairdresser. I trained, I started my training when I was 18, and I just am absolutely obsessed with hair. Like, I I wasn't one of these, you know, a lot of hairdressers will say that they have always wanted to be a hairdresser and that really wasn't in my plan. I kind of fell into it. But as soon as I started hairdressing, I absolutely loved it. So I'm really passionate about what I do. And that's then led on to me having a business because I wanted to, um, I felt that passionate about hair that I wanted to create an environment where I felt super creative, where I could work with other people that was as passionate as me and yeah it's also led me to work down a lot of different avenues but it's it's really my big why my why I do what I do it's because I absolutely love the hairdressing side of it so that's how I became a business owner really yeah amazing so so actually the the passion for you has come out of you you actually love what you do and I suppose as that business has grown have you have you actually struggled to continue how do you find that balance? Because I suppose you've been having to take more of a role where where you're leading leading your team rather yeah. than actually getting to cut hair. Yeah, definitely. So, um, you know, when I first went self employed, it was great because it all went. I went back to the hair, and that was really, you know, what I what I loved. And then, you know, um, becoming a business owner, it is harder. Like you have to make that time to go back onto the chair. So. Um, during the, the time the salon's been open, I've had two children. So obviously, with maternity leave, I'm now working on the um, I'm working on the chair. We call it working on the chair, working on clients, um, two to three days a week. Whereas before, I was on five days. 
I need that business development time too to create the environment that I want to work in. So, um, but now I delegate a lot of my tasks on the management side of things. I have three amazing managers and I now have a big team. So I'll um, have a training team as well. So I delegate a lot of my tasks so that I can be a really good leader to the business, but also still be a really good hairdresser and keep with, uh, keep true to my why as to why I wanted a salon in the first place. Amazing stuff, and I've, I follow your I follow your Facebook page, and forever your 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 pages are your pictures cropping up with videos of you doing all cool different hairstyles and stuff. And I think I must really watch this because I ought to learn. My daughters, my daughters have got absolutely beautiful hair, long blonde, thick hair. Uh, I'm very jealous, and um, you know I, I should really learn how to do it. But you know, as far as I get, is like you know the Hoover tube of like getting their hair in and then oh, putting yeah. a ponytail on. <laughs> I need to do a tutorial on that. I think that'd be great. I reckon. I reckon. Definitely. I think you should do I think you should do some videos for guys like me who have never had much hair. Well, actually I did I did have hair once upon a time. Back it back when I was about eighteen, I thought it was really cool. Do you remember David Beckham had like the mohawk thing? Oh yeah. And yeah. I had like a mohawk thing and my hair was like jet black and I thought I was super cool because I had like a blonde bit, like bleached at the front and then yeah. a bit at the back and then right at the back of my head horrific i'm glad there's not actually there's not actually any evidence to prove that it's been that it was like that because i don't think there's any photos so we'll probably just keep that between us right (laughs) yeah (laughs) seriously though you must be super passionate so obviously you've just told us that you have also had two children alongside growing the business you must work absolutely non-stop how do you manage to cope with it all um yeah so my yeah, so my children, I have got Tate, who's just turned two, and I've got Cole, that is, oh, 11 months, she's nearly one, yeah. Nice. So there's 13 months between them as well, um, because, uh, you know, I'm not challenged enough, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so we thought we'd put some more, more challenges in. Um, yeah, so it has massively had to be about, um, sorry, I've forgotten the question now. No, that's okay, it was just... Think about my children. yeah I was just sort of drawing it back for the listeners so that they could actually really register that you've grown your business like from from your bedroom to a salon with 13 people but you've also managed to have two children as well so it's just like incredible the amount of work that you must have done to be able to do that so that demonstrates the passion that you must show for your business as well yeah definitely definitely. yeah 100 percent. so my children uh my children quite close together we were just talking about them before we went live recording and um i've got three children that are all quite close together uh lolly and roman my eldest they're actually what's called irish twins so one of them was born in january and one of them was born in december of the same year yeah yeah absolutely wild absolutely wild why why anyone would choose to do it so i know exactly how much work you've taken on with having two uh 13 months apart incredible so right let's move on to the second thing which is around growth mindset are you able yeah. to just sort of explain that a little bit more for me, please, Donna? Well, so I, um, I am super positive. I've always been quite a positive person. Um, I hate, uh, you know, and it's something that it's been a lot, especially when I was have, around having my children. Like, oh, you can't do this. You can't do that. Like, I hate that word. I hate the word can't. Like, you need to, things are hard and things are tough sometimes, but they're not impossible. 
So until they're impossible, like work really hard towards them. So like I say, I'll always try and look at the positives in things, problems. I see them as challenges. I love problem solving. Like I love, um, you know, like escape rooms and stuff, even like in your normal life. Like I love problem solving. Um, it's just like a massive challenge. And I just feel like the wrong mindset can just be a massive barrier to, to something we're not always going to know the answers to everything. We're not always going to have that knowledge, but I think that you can, and it kind of links into, you know, some of my other key points is that you can, if you work hard enough and you're dedicated enough and you love what you do enough, you will always find a way to gain that knowledge or to work as hard or just to achieve your goals. So I'm a really goal setting sort of person. Nice. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Definitely. No, and I think I think it ties in nicely with one of your other um, items as well, which is hard work and ethic too. But let's uh, sticking with sort of the growth mindset. I think I think you can you can really clearly tell that, and um, I quite enjoy. I've been to an escape room once, um, but uh, I, I wasn't very good actually. I failed. Oh no! Yeah, I know. How embarrassing is that? Right. I like to think I'm quite. <laughs> I like to think I'm quite intelligent as well which I'm clearly not. Um, but yeah, it's, um, I think the growth mindset, it's about realizing that we are, we're fallible, aren't we? Um, you know, we, we have our limitations, but actually we can develop and grow and, and, and become better at what we do. And actually yeah. nothing is insurmountable. And actually it's interesting what you said about, I can't because or the word can't, I've actually got tattooed on my arm. I can. Yeah. There's a bit of a story behind that, but there is no such thing as can't really um you know it's certainly something that i try and instill i hate people saying i can't i can't do something because like you say unless it's like flying without wings or something yeah who says you can't do it right exactly and i just feel like i'm a little bit of a rebel it kind of like spurs me on more if somebody's like you can't do that or that's going to be really hard work or whatever giving a negative spin on it i think i can do it and i'm going to show you i'm going to do it yeah, yeah i love i love that there's I, I take no greater pleasure and actually a lot of my goal the goals that i set are actually around stuff that people have said i can't do because i love nothing better even if even if i'm not it's not like i go back and rub their face in it or anything either it's more just a bit of a f you sorry yeah. for, for the benefit of people listening i did i did do the fingers um but like literally you know it's just so important to be able to go oh yeah you can't do that and actually go yeah i can i'm gonna go I just and do it you know, if you want something enough, you will achieve it. Um, and, you know, it, it, there has been times where I think, oh, I've not quite reached that goal. You know, sometimes I think back, did you want it enough? Did you really make the sacrifices that you needed to make to get there? You know, um, and, you, I, you know, it's about knowing yourself and trusting yourself as well, I think. Yeah, definitely. And I think, like you say, that that's quite an interesting point you made about the goal being really meaningful. It needs to be something that, you you are willing to go through the pain barrier to achieve and um yeah there's nothing more motivating than than someone saying you can't do it to to want to push you on and and do that did you face when you set up the business did you face much adversity like that at all did you see people um were they uh sort of negative towards you around it Uh, i think a lot of the time it's things like i suppose it's coming from a place of worry like obviously um having a salon um i invested my you know locks and shades is completely self-funded so i invested all of my life savings into having a salon and there are like i know my mum was a little bit worried about it she's like well, are you sure this is the right thing to do but 
you know, you just got to do it. You've got to take risks in life, haven't you? Um, so it's those kind of things. And I think, you know, there is always little, little negatives that let you, that, that niggle you maybe on a daily basis. So like when I was pregnant with my child, my, my first child Tate, like a lot of people go, Oh, you'll want to do this. You will want to, what are you going to do with the business? Like the business won't run without you, you know, and put in these sort of negative statements into my mind. And I think you have to have a real strong uh, mindset and clarity to just kind of back them off and be like right I'm listening to this maybe five times a day I need to just be like right you're strong on what you're doing just kind of you know switch that on and and just say oh thank you know thank you for your concern you know I'm cool <laughs> but, yeah definitely yeah. I got I got triggered at the beginning of lockdown by um so parental parental support is always something that this, it's a little bit you can always be a little bit uncertain of what sort of level of support you might get from mum and dad, you know, or yeah. mum or dad, depending or, or what have you, whatever the situation may be. And uh, yeah, my, well, my parents, they, they had a very different outlook, I suppose, on life and the way it was. And you know, my dad was a policeman for 30 years and he retired at 49, having served 30 years and then went off and did other part-time work and what have you. And um, you know, in those days it was like a job for life and and you just cracked on in reality that's no longer how life is anymore and um he he got quite stern with me on lockdown like you don't need to play at this anymore and you need to go and get a proper job and what Uh have you and I was like right okay cool that's definitely spurred me on right (laughs) and and literally literally flagship are growing out of it so yeah it just it just goes to show that actually people saying you can't or maybe just doubting you I'm not saying they're not supportive because they can be but sometimes sometimes I think you don't really realize what's coming out of your mouth or how someone's going to interpret that I suppose when they put that into context at the end of the day parents want the best for you and they they want you to have they want you to have an easy life yeah. you know like that's probably where your dad was coming from like I want you to just have a lovely life an easy life where you know you get loads of money and it's just easy and I don't think a business owner being a business owner is easy it's no. definitely not so. no, but, but then I think to be fair like the easy money's all gone now right I don't know that is there any easy money anymore I don't know that there is you know I don't think so no I think uh, you've I just got think... a graft didn't you yeah that is that is that's it so actually, let's move on to that point now then. So I'm going to skip a few because I had hard work ethic at the other end, but it's so natural for us to flow on to that. Yeah. So you're clearly very, very hard working. Uh, talk to me a bit more about why that's one of your six things, Donna. Um, so yeah, I've always been really, I mean, it's linked to growth mindset, really, always been hard working. Like if I want to achieve something, I will. Um, I think being, I mean just an insight like being a business owner um I I mean I got ungraded in my business studies um a level <laughs> like I I didn't know anything about business I know well done me. Work, right? um <laughs> yeah so um so obviously I didn't work hard at that but since I've had my own business like and even before that even like building up the funds to have my own business I've always been about working hard and I will work from whatever time in the morning to whatever time at night and just absolutely graft to get the skills or the money or whatever I need to achieve my goals um nothing is given to you in life I truly believe that and like you say I do believe like the easy money um is not around anymore and I think a lot of people you know still chase uh, an easy income and I I don't feel like that exists anymore um 
I think you've got to work hard to get it. And um, even that's just working hard to put them steps in place so eventually you can live an easier life. You know, I just, um, hard work is is something I've always had hard work ethic. Um, And even to the point where I I couldn't, like sometimes it used to go on holiday and I actually miss cutting hair. Like I miss scissors and yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. That's so cool that you're passionate about what you do as well. Mm. I think, I think a lot of what you're saying really resonates with me because I thought it'd be easier. I genuinely thought it'd be easier. And when I left school, even back when I left school and I decided that I was going to work my way up um, in, in the automotive industry, I just thought it'd be easier. I thought it'd be easier to get a well-paid job, but but certainly in business as well. You know, I, if you'd asked me 18 months ago, I'd have been retired by now as a millionaire. Yeah, because exactly. <laughs> the amount of hours that you put in, I think there's a saying, isn't there? It's something like, I left my 40 hour a week job so that I could work 70 hours a week as a business owner or something. I don't know the same. Exactly. Exactly. On minimum wage as well. Right. <laughs> but yeah. It's, um, it, it's totally, it's totally baffling because in reality, there's no shortcuts are there. The, the only way is to literally go, go through it and, and to go through the pain. And, you know, a lot of people lose their way along the way after sort of two, two years, three years, etc. And, I think it's really good for us to have this conversation because actually you've clearly been through that pain barrier. And even, you know, even at the point where we've had like a pandemic literally close the doors on business and it's like, you know what, we're still going to make this, we're still going to cut through it. Um, and, and actually in reality, how much harder have you been working, even though you've been locked down and the business hasn't been operating, I bet you've been working harder than you would normally, right? Yeah, I've been working harder. So there was a bit of a thing going around in the hairdressing industry when we went to close our salons. You know, a lot of people were saying, oh, we're hitting the pause button, we're hitting the pause button. And for me, I've hit the fast forward button because, you know, my team have been furloughed. So I haven't necessarily had the help that I would have maybe have had before. Although, bless them, they are great. And they've done, you know, they've done loads for me, um, you know, motivating me and, and that sort of thing. But actually, you know, there's been a lot of stuff. I, I, when I um, started the business, I never thought it would be to the level that it is now. So um, I've gone through all of my systems from procedures right from the very start. I've got um, a new booking system. I've got uh, loads of stuff. I've done loads of stuff during lockdown, as well as having my husband working from home and looking after the two children with no childcare, which I'm sure you appreciate. It's really, really hard because you're going through it too. Absolutely not, no. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been working, I get up at half five. So I do two and a half hours work before the kids start getting up. They're really good sleepers, so I can get them yeah. up at eight. So I do that before they even start. And then literally I put them, when they put them down for the, for a nap, I get my laptop out. Then they go to bed and I get the laptop out. And that's how lockdown life has been. Yeah. It's just completely like working on new projects. So yes, the hair side of it obviously has been on pause, but all the mm. business side has literally hit fast forward. And I'm like, right, we need to be doing this, 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 and preparing for reopening as well. Yeah, definitely. And it's like... Um... For, same same for me to be honest oh there it is there's the green juice so what's in your green juice donna for, that, for those that are listening she's got this like horrible looking green <laughs> like incredible hulk juice yeah. that she's drinking what is it um so it's spinach carrot and banana today um so you just blend it all together yeah it's lovely it's great for your skin i'm really into my skin <laughs> I'll, I'll take i'll take your word for it it sounds absolutely horrible oh. <laughs> so Going back to talking about the hard work ethic and obviously us going through lockdown and working even harder, 
you know, it's it's been like totally the same with us as well. I can't even tell you all the things that I've managed to do. It's just, you know, it's blown my brains. We've expanded into HR and health and uh, health and safety. Uh, we've rebranded. Um, I've got all my systems and processes in place. It's just, I've I've literally been getting up, like you say, five half five in the morning. And actually now has become even more challenging because initially I was able to furlough Maggie because Maggie, my wife, does most of the first aid training. We weren't able to do that. So it's not so bad. I could furlough her and she was able to homeschool the children. But now as lockdown's easing, absolute nightmare. She's training today. I'm recording a podcast review. I'm working and the kids are homeschooling downstairs. <laughs> it's always great, isn't it? You kind of look up from your laptop and you're like, wow, my house, what happened? Like, yeah, yeah, big stuff time. everywhere. Big time. So. Like, they're really good. They're really well behaved. But it's, um, you know, it does. The, the house has just got trashed. We, we actually, it really looked really nice initially. When Mags had been furloughed, she painted everywhere. And, Aww. you know, we've done loads of good stuff around the house. But, or she did anyway. I, I'm busy. I was busy working, like I say. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So let's move on to your next thing, which is around brand, visual and culture. Talk to me a bit more about that, Donna. So I am really passionate about branding. And this is something that's come about really in the last 18 months. So I kind of didn't really... When I first um, started Locks and Shades, I had the logo and stuff and I was happy with it. But I didn't really know too much about what a brand was. Um, So... I went on a few courses, I really educated myself and realised that a lot of it we were kind of already doing, we just hadn't really given it a name. I was kind of going, oh, like on a visual point of view, I was going, oh, that looks pretty, we'll have that. And, you know, we really looked at my social media, it wasn't really connected very well. So we created a visual identity for Locks and Shades. So if anyone's been on our website or anything, we've got um, some brand colours, we've got triangles around like our brand sort of patterns. We've just actually had a little mini rebrand just before Locks down so we've got a new logo and we just really wanted it to be where you could look at our work and be like right that's lots and shades you know we've got we take all our photos against the branded background um as well just to make that really clear but also um our brand values are really important and we our brand values are passion so be passionate about what you do integrity so always be honest and moral in any decisions that you're making so when that came that came about because when i started the salon there was a lot of uh things within the hairdressing industry with like say for example somebody come in with a photograph and, and years ago how it'd be say I don't know you came in with your black hair and you wanted to be platinum blonde hairdresser just be like yeah that's fine let's whack a load of bleach on it it's good and it will go bright orange because it's just not possible but years ago that was kind of acceptable whereas a couple of years um you know when I started the salon hairdressers were starting to get a little bit of a voice and a little bit more honest and saying actually no your hair won't do that because that damages your reputation so that's where the integrity and the being honest comes from and then empowerment we hairdressers have a really special superpower that we can empower other people so we can make people feel amazing about themselves and really lift lift people up um and make people happy so those are my kind of brand values that I fall back on for any decisions in um in the business so going you know even from the back of like HR recruitment wise to dealing with clients on a day-to-day basis um and then I try and communicate that using my social platforms 
Yeah, amazing. Amazing stuff. And I must say, your branding is on point as well. Thank you. From following your your Facebook feeds and your lives and what have you, and even down to like your imagery, you know, all the photos of all your work is taken against your backdrop. It looks fantastic. Shout out to your designer. Who who, who does your design work for you? I've got a lady um, called uh, Mad About the It's called Mad About the Brand. Um, she's over Bristol Way, actually. Wow, but okay. um, again, like, I watched all of her stuff following her for a little while really liked her sort of vibe and she's done my rebrand for us so yeah, yeah it look it looks totally on point it looks so so good i must say um you should be really really pleased with it and i think i think everything works really well for you you just know that it's you guys when it come when you know whenever i don't even need to read that it says locks and shades because i know i know that it's you um yeah. so i think i think i think you've done a really nice job with that to be fair um and yeah. and that, Absolutely. It's so, so important to have your values as well and to, to understand those. That's one of the things that we've been doing during lockdown. In fact, I was um and ah in the other day because I'd written some new values, right? And, and someone who I look up to a lot turned around and said, they're, they're a bit vanilla, aren't they? I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he, showed me, he showed me Atlassian. Um, Atlassian are the company that own Trello. Have you ever come across Trello? Yep. It's like a project management tool, yeah? Yeah, I love it. And, and uh, one of their values is... is don't fuck the customer. Right. <laughs> it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. And he said, I could see flagship with values a bit more like that. And I was like, what, a bit more sweary? And he was like, yeah. So I was thinking about, is, is the F word acceptable? Do you know what? I've got to say, um, you know, I'm starting to work more on my personal brand at the moment. And if I post something that has a swear word in it, I definitely get more likes. Really? Yeah, it's not something I would do on Locks and Shades because that's completely not our not our brand with Locks and Shades. But when I'm working on my personal brand, dropping the F bomb in there, people love it. Yeah, get way more, way more engagement. Fair enough. Uh, so yeah, I saw a guy on LinkedIn the other day. His company's called Offended Marketing, and like his books have got the F word everywhere and what have you. To be fair, I read that the book the Subtle Art of Not Giving an F. Yeah, it's quite a good book actually. I don't know if you read it, but yeah, a really, really I, good book. Um, yeah, I've had, I feel like I've listened to it on audiobook actually. Yeah, it may well have done. Really, really good book. So yeah, our, our one, I've I've not gone for the F word, but I have included a little bit of a swear in, in ours. I've gone, we don't take the piss. We're fair, open and accountable with no BS. Yeah, I think that's good. Which I think it's acceptable, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. a little bit of what we try and do. Yeah, we... Um, We've got our values are really, really important, actually. And it's it's important to actually demonstrate that to the customer as well about how you do business as well. Yeah. So ours are the flagship way. We're passionate. So we're passionate as well. Passion, passionate and courageous in our pursuit of excellence. Uh, we don't take the piss. We're fair, open and accountable. No BS. Uh, develop, advance and evolve our people and our partners. Um, we're defiant of accepted norms, flagship, disrupt, innovate, and lead. So it's really important that we have that mindset around disruption and growth as well, which is quite similar. So it's clear how we sort of align as well. Um, and we focus on creating value um, and, and what we deliver for our partners too. So, uh, yeah, really, really important stuff for us to focus on. Talk to me a bit more about your culture as well. That's something that's quite important to you, Donna. Yeah, so the culture of the business. So, like, right from even – so all of my girls that I've got here, I obviously – I will interview them all personally. And before we even start the interview, I will always lay it on the line, like, I want nice girls. Like, if you've got any type of bitchiness or you come across any type of negative way, like, there's absolutely no chance you'll be working here. <laughs> um, you know, and it's it's a family culture – we all get on really, really well. I invest a lot of time and a lot of energy into 
educating educating the girls and they've just all got cracking personalities that has created this lovely locks and shades sort of family culture um you know but we have our brand values there to back it up so I'd always say to them any decision or whenever you come to work if you're feeling a bit low or anything like that just take it back to the brand values why are we here for all these things and you know what is our job you know and and that's how we've managed to create this lovely culture which is something we try and communicate on social media as well like we've got our little team we call them the shaders so we're like a shaders family (laughs) um so yeah so glad I'm so glad you brought this up right because I was going to say to you what an absolute nightmare it must be recruiting and but I've got to be really careful about how how I say this stuff because obviously it could be a little bit I need to be a little bit careful about how I word it but in reality you know when I had hair I went and got it cut and the hairdresser that did it like I've met deeper puddles you know like she, she was just like like so horrible and so bitchy and like horrible about people and stuff how do you sort of overcome that because you must have a really good team um, yeah, I'll have a zero tolerance policy. <laughs> right, okay. Um, no, it's, it's literally laid out in our guidelines. I will have, you know, I've, I don't really, I've never don't think I've had to act on it because I've always been completely clear, completely honest right from the very outset. Like this is who we are. Any type of bitchingness or, because let's face it, hairdressers have a reputation of being a little bit bitchy. You know, we... And, and intimidating as well. A lot of people are scared of their hairdressers. It's a bit like a dentist. We, I always make sure that when I'm doing the training, our customer service has to be like on point. And yeah, anything, anything that's slightly off, like we'll nip it in the bud so that we won't have it. But actually, everyone we've got is pretty much amazing. And we do put them through quite a rigorous recruitment process to make sure of that. But, you know, the hairdressing industry is small as well. You know, you, you hear you hear little bits before it maybe even gets to that point. So, yeah. Is it a bit like, so in, in the companies I've worked for and the companies I work with as well, we I suppose it's quite like our hourly paid people and what have you. So certainly the technicians that I've worked with before, they'll often move around for like 50p an hour and that sort of thing. Do you have that similar sort of challenge as well? We've been really lucky, actually. Um, pretty much everyone we've had, unless they've relocated, um, has, has stayed with us. So it's about creating like a happy vibe and a happy team. Um, I'm generally quite a laid laid back. There's certain things, you know, that I am really, you know, hot on. Like we've got a good good service and things like that. But you know, I do try and create a family atmosphere. So as an employer, you know, if you've got to go to your kids' sports day or you've got to do this, like that's absolutely fine. We're a lot of us are mums, uh, you know, we all have personal lives and I, I want to support that. And that's not something you get a lot in um, in hair salons. Yeah. So that's another yeah, long, long long hours, hard grafts, long time on your feet, no breaks. I imagine it's pretty tough. Okay, cool. And we've kind of tied into the your next one there as well, which is around good team and support network. So when you say good team, do you mean do you mean your team of girls around you and then support network? You mean your wider network or yeah, so good team, yeah. We've got my shaders, they're amazing. Um they've definitely supported the business, they've supported me through having two children. Um and yeah they've got the same goals they've got the same vision for the company that I've got and that's really really important um they're all hard working they're all amazing at what they do you know they've been um I make sure that I'm always offering them regular training opportunities um and that is a massive one for me like their self-development is at the forefront of my mind all the time with my decisions that I make 
Um, so they've been a great support. And then, um, yeah, I mean, with my, my own personal support network, I think my husband is amazing. He really, he looks, it is definitely a 50-50 partnership when it comes to looking after the children. He's he's brilliant. Um, and my mum helps me out loads as well. My mum and stepdad, um, they look after the boys for me as well so I can work. And they're all really understanding of my, you know, my business and my needs um, you know as a business owner I think as well like it's worth saying that the Peterborough business support is amazing as well you know built so many amazing connections within Peterborough it's it's been great so yeah P- Peterborough's got a got a good support network of businesses as well to be fair um, mm-hmm. that, that's something I've certainly found it's good to know you know obviously husband's 50 50 in it you know your your, your parents are, are really supportive as well I suppose that's so so important as well um, yeah. what sort of uh, networks do you get involved with locally in Peterborough so I I've got to admit I did used to go networking but I haven't really too much recently just because of having the kids and you know it just it does work out being a little bit tricky um but generally like even those few connections that I made I've kind of grown on because then a lot of them people will come in for their hair and then they just end up being friends um you know or like things that I just like to start having a personal I like to have a like a little bit of a personal relationship it's like when I I think flagship was recommended to me by someone I can't remember who but and then I came and I met with I spoke to you via email met with Maggie and you just I think about being a personable person is really really important to me and I like to warm to people um and I feel like that's what Peter a business network is really inviting and and yeah it's all linked together definitely definitely yeah no I, I wouldn't disagree with that at all and uh i'm really glad you came and joined us as well and and obviously you're you're part of the flagship team now as well with uh yeah. with, with the shaders and what have you as well i had first aid training with us and yeah, we've got mental health training to come haven't we yeah. we was so like last year i did an employee survey of everyone at the beginning of the year so you know we do some amazing things we go to award ceremonies to ship them on the day out to london have like amazing all expensive paid uh christmas do like what thing have you enjoyed the most this year? First aid training. <laughs> I enjoyed it too, but like you know, that's just amazing. So like how amazing it was. Love that. Love that so much. Mags will be well happy with that feedback. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, to be fair, to be fair, we've we, we've won a lockdown award, a lockdown award. We didn't get any like night out because you, you you've had some serious nights out recently yeah, on the old yeah. award circuit, haven't you? <laughs> yeah so yeah, i'm do. gonna tell you about my little one and then you can okay. tell me about your big ones how about that that sounds so wrong i hope people don't come into the podcast just on that little bit of me telling you about my little one uh yeah. anyway uh, <laughs> yeah so we won we won the sme news best first aid consultancy in the east oh amazing. during lockdown which is amazing right but it's like a it's like an uh, online award, I suppose, because there's no no ceremony or anything. So yeah, I didn't get to put my uh, my cocktail dress on or anything. Uh, <laughs> so tell me a bit about your awards. So uh, yeah, oh, I do love an award. Um, so what have we what have we done? So I won. Um, I've, I've been fortunate to win um, the Peterborough Business Awards. We were best hair salon last year and best overall business last year, which was amazing. That was just amazing, actually, because that was something I wanted to do for ages. We had the whole team there. Um, it was just incredible. It was brilliant. Nice, yeah. Um, we won the Hunts Post Customer Service Award last year as well. Um, that was really 
that was really good, uh, really amazing. I was, I was really like, I didn't know anything about the other businesses. So that was almost, and I don't really know too much about Huntingtonshire, even though we're in Huntingtonshire. I didn't really know too much about it. So that was fab. And we also won a national award for our branding and marketing um, in London last year as well. Uh, that was the Fantastic Hairdresser Awards. So yeah, amazing. that was pretty amazing. And again, that was a little bit shocking because we're such a new business. Um, yeah. But yeah, every time like we all get dressed up, we'll all go and have our makeup done. Oh, we love it. We love it. Love yeah no amazing i must say there was like a period last year it was probably around the time you were coming to us for the training and yeah. literally you guys were like all over my newsfeed for different awards and all sorts so yeah right so we're on to the final thing already i can't believe it the time's just flown by um but we're on the last one which is around education values and keeping growing and developing so actually we've already been talking a little bit about that but just tell me a bit more about how you know how important that is for you so when I started and came into hairdressing, one of the things that um, really attracted me to it is that it is ever changing and ever evolving. So there is always something to learn. And I love learning and bettering myself. So um, that's it, one of the reasons why it's the perfect career for me. Obviously, when I came into being a business owner, I had no business knowledge at all. I'd been a manager before, so I knew a little bit about managing, but managing for another person and managing for yourself as a business owner, like the butt stops with you. Like you need to know everything. And if you don't know it, you need to learn it pretty fast. So all of these things like branding, like the finances, the HR, all that sort of thing I've had to learn. Um, and I just feel so passionate about learning. I just think you, you need to improve yourself. You need to be carrying on growing. Um, and that is definitely a culture that I have installed into the Locks and Shades team as well. Amazing. Awesome stuff. Yeah, no, it's so, so important then to uh, to make sure that you're training your team up. It's it's the only way that you're really going to get better, isn't it? It's the only yeah. way that you're going to get better and offer a better service. So, yeah, absolutely fantastic. Um, okay, so as we sort of tie things up a little bit, what, how do people find you where, like, obviously we talked a bit about the business locks and shades. How do they find you, Donna? How, you know, how are you developing your personal brand? You talked a bit about that. Talk to me. Yeah. So I am actually, I'm starting a new journey. I have just trained to be um, a hairdressing business coach for salon owners. Um, so I'm starting on that journey soon and I'm building my personal brand, um, which is on Instagram, Donna Young. But um, the Locks and Shades, we're on Instagram, Facebook, Locks and Shades, and um, our salon situated in Yaxley. Awesome. And you do a full range of different hairdressing and, and styling and, and different stuff like that, which I probably don't know a lot about because Absolutely. I'm literally bald. <laughs> everything, everything hairdressing related. And we also have a little sunbed salon as well. So, yeah, we've, we've, we're, all hair, we're all hair with a little bit of, little bit of sunbeds. I swear Love it's that. Locks and Shades. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, thanks for joining me. You've been an absolute star. And um, and uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. And uh, I'll catch you all again next week. I really hope you loved today's episode. And if you did, please make sure you subscribe and listen out for future episodes too. Please do share it across your social media channels. We hope to reach more and help more people. If you want to find out more about me, my name's Pete Rushmer. You'll find me across any social media channel and my business, Flagship Partners. And we're your partners in success across your business. Thank you. See you again soon.